0: What's up,
1: beautiful people? It is your host, Zoe Gabrielle, back with another episode of your favorite show, Beyond the Lines. We have an exciting episode for you this week. Today, we'll be discussing a subject matter that impacts more people than you think. We are discussing neurodivergency. You may be thinking, how is neurodivergency even relevant to the season's theme? Well, the people that are impacted by neurodivergency are a marginalized group in itself. They are worthy of accommodations they are worthy of sharing their experience and shedding light on the topic at hand now to better understand that we are going to dive into what exactly neurodivergency is how to best accommodate it if you are someone who is neurodivergent or who may know someone that is neurodivergent we'll be talking about the accommodations that ecu provides will get into a letter someone wrote into the show for the first time super excited about that and we will be just discussing tips and tricks to help you survive as a neurodivergent person or to help you assist your fellow humans and help them get through life if you may know someone or care about someone or just can recognize someone who may be neurodivergent Well, without further ado, let's hop into the episode, and I truly am really excited just because I feel as if this is something that is just super interesting to me. Um, The brain is super cool how it can work and how we all vary in different ways. But I'm going to start, I'm going to stop chatting your ear off, well, for now at least, and we're going to break into the episode. Hello, friends, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Lines. Before we get into the good stuff, I want to hop on and say that I am in no way, shape, or form a mental health professional. If you relate to any information related in this episode, know that I am not diagnosing you with any form of neurodivergency, but I do advocate for you going to see a mental health professional and possibly getting a diagnosis from them. Or just talking to a mental health professional in general if you feel as if you need one. Because we all need to talk to someone at some point. And if it's not a friend, if it's not a family member, it never hurts to talk to someone that literally has trained their entire life to do it. So uh, I just want to hop on and say that um, now that we've covered that, let's get into it. Now, what is neurodivergency? Well... As published from the Cleveland Clinic, neurodivergency is a non-medical term used to describe people whose brains develop or work differently. This means that an individual could have various strengths or they could have various weaknesses from people whose brains develop or work typically. That's in, like, quotations because... Truly, what is typical? (laughs) Um, But people who experience ADHD, dyslexia, or other attention deficit, or memory, or learning processing disorders may classify themselves as neurodivergent. And like I said before, neurodivergent is not a medical term, but it is a term that has been adopted by individuals that feel as if they may experience processing sensory memory challenges to a much more extreme degree. Now, what better way to talk about neurodivergency than to pull from real-life experiences? And Mr. Oscar Wilde himself said it best, life imitates art. And the man was spitting bars when he said that. Actual facts. And so I would like to tell you a bit about myself, which, you know, I think I do that every episode. So I know you're probably used to it. But I would classify myself as a neurodivergent individual because I have ADHD. And admittedly, it took quite a bit of time to get to that conclusion because as a child, I displayed several symptoms of ADHD. And although I was tested multiple times, each and every time that I was tested, my parents were just told, oh, well... Although she shows symptoms, we think she's borderline, or we don't think that she has it, or we don't think that she's trying, or we just think that she's lazy. And all of these things you don't want to hear as a parent, but you definitely don't want to hear as, like, the person experiencing it. Because, you know, it makes you feel less than. It makes you feel like, what's wrong with me? It makes you feel, well, how come I feel like I'm working ten times as harder than my peers, but I'm still... Like, not making the cut. So, later on, we discovered that, well, when I say we, I actually mean my mom, (laughs) because she's actually a savant for pretty much everything, every topic known to mankind. At least that's what I say, because her head's always in a book. And she told me that she had read a a study, and then I later searched that study, um, that it is harder uh, to detect ADHD or neurodivergency in women and some women don't discover that they have ADHD or some type of neurodivergency until they are like well into adulthood and when I mean like they have when, when I mean they are well into their adulthood I mean they have 401ks they have mortgages they have maybe had several marriages, they have had one to two children, and those children are grown now, they've raised them, they are now experiencing the midlife of adulthood. They are on an excursion in Italy experiencing eat, pray, love for themselves. They are enjoying life as an adult, and uh, there are women out there who are that age and they don't know that they have neurodivergency. And that's baffling to me, but it's also kind of sad because if I felt like that as a kid and I didn't know that I have it, I, I had ADHD or some type of neurodivergency, I could only imagine women who are older and they have had to overcome certain challenges without accommodations, without knowing that there were tools and things and resources at their disposal to help them manage those those challenges, those struggles that they were having. So stating that, I am very grateful that there is research happening now to help close that gap in the gender bias of neurodivergency and just the study of it to help to figure out why that, there's n- not the understanding of why it's so hard to detect in women. And I know some scientists, they say that, oh, it's hard to te- detect neurodivergency um, in women because, like, girls are just so adaptable. And, you know, they just over they overcome those challenges in different ways so they can manage life. And some people say, oh, well, some scientists, I should say, say that, oh, Well, it's not as detectable in women um, because they don't speak up and they're timid to say the struggles that they're going, uh, going through. And the remaining scientists, they just say, I don't know, which is really to me much more refreshing, much more relieving because you can find the truth in I don't know. You can find answers. You can find a world in the response of i don't know. So that leaves options, that leaves opportunities and i would i would rather someone tell me that they don't know than to put something as limiting as oh they just don't speak up. So that's why it's harder to detect cuz that's not everyone's issue. But i digress. Um i found out that i was ADHD in college and it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. The world's biggest exhale, if you will, because before, like I said, when I was a kid and I was being tested or evaluated, and they were saying things like, "Oh, she isn't trying, I well, am a perfectionist, and it really hurt me. I felt like you were they they were saying something on my character, but i I knew that I was trying, and i I felt as if there was more than something wrong with me that you know I was broken to a a metaphysical point you know like I wasn't sure why I was put on the earth if I was just going to just struggle through life through moral lessons through school lessons just be challenged all the time and so when I learned that I had ADHD It was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) I felt like I could finally take a break. I could stop being so mean to myself and stop being so hard on myself because it wasn't the fact that I just wasn't getting certain subjects. It wasn't the fact that I wasn't as good as my peers. It wasn't the fact that I was just lazy, as previous professionals would say. And it wasn't the fact that I was just messy and forgetful. You know, I had something that was definitive and that could, therefore, I could put on paper, you know, and say, like, hey, I need help. So, uh, it made me fall into retrospect, and I was able to go back to little Zoe, to teenage Zoe, and realize that when I wanted to hang out with my friends and I was, like, extremely late, it wasn't because I was just not caring it wasn't because I wasn't in control because yeah I did like to be in control I wanted to be the one that planned the events partially though not partially majority because I want to have the control and say so of when we showed up and what we were doing so I could have more of an understanding of time management I guess or just not having time anxiety because Another thing is, whenever you do have ADHD, a symptom of it, or just a symptom of of neurodivergency and other diagnoses, is that time can really be warped for you. You can feel as if 10 minutes is an hour, (laughs) and it's not the case, so when I was dealing with that stuff in high school or at a younger age, and I was having such a hard time with grasping the concept of time, it wasn't because, I don't know, I was just not capable of sitting through things. It was because my brain is wired to perceive time differently, and I wasn't being messy or forgetful when I was leaving things out. It's because I had to see it, because I have struggled with, permanent object permanence you know if I don't see something it's not right in my face I will legit forget about it and (laughs) RIP to all of the Greek yogurts that I bought freshman year when I was trying to be on my hot girl healthy keto regime and honestly okay number one I can't say that Greek yogurt is keto because I can't even remember but like I said, I would put it in my refrigerator, forget about it, and then, like, three weeks later, I'm like, what is that smell? Why did I forget about this? Why did I buy this if I wasn't going to eat it? Like, all just all the mean negative things, but it's because I had ADHD, and I didn't see it, so I just forgot about it. So with neurodivergence, neurodivergent individuals having their brain being wired differently you should know that you have accommodations to you provided by the university as well so if you feel as if that you are experiencing some of the ailments that I discussed and you haven't been tested or you have been tested and you have a diagnosis that says that you are neurodivergent um, or you have some type of processing or learning disorder disability Take a, a walkover, a stroll, a gander. A gander is a look, right? I don't know. Just walk about to ECU's Office of Disability Support Services because they are absolutely great. They will get you the things that you need to make sure that you are a successful student. Hey, it's Zoe from the future. As I'm editing this episode, I realized that I never answered the most important question, which is, where is the Office of Disability located? Well, I have the answers for you. The Office of Disability is located at 138 Slay Hall. That is in Greenville, North Carolina, the best place to be, the home of the Pirates. And their phone number is 252-737-1016. And with stating that, we are going to take a break and... When we come back, we are going to discuss tips and tricks on how to be the best neurodivergent student we can be. And if you're not neurodivergent, we're going to discuss how to be the best friend to a neurodivergent individual. And we are going to read a letter, because we just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. Please tell me. You guys know, please, please, please. Um, Yes, but we're going to go take a break relax, sit back, get set, all that. Wow, I just have all the pop culture references today. But we're going to be back in just a moment and discuss those things. So don't touch that dial because I'll be back momentarily. And we are back, ladies, gentlemen, and they, them, babes. Do you feel rejuvenated? Do you feel rested? Great, because we are going to hop right back into the episode, starting with tips and tricks to survive college as a neurodivergent individual or as an individual who is just trying to navigate college and get over the hump of culture shock that comes with college. Now, tip number one being if you struggle with absorbing information when reading, I suggest color coding color-coding your text, and I don't mean just using the regular regular blue, yellow, orange, unless, you know, that's your favorite color, but pull out the nice stuff, okay? Let's get out the china of pens. Um, get your glitter pens. Get the scented pens. Get the ones that really make you excited about writing because, if you, use, if you use that with taking your notes, if you use that with reading and highlighting important texts and textbooks, that can help you with absorbing some of the information because visually it makes the text stand out from the remainder of the information on the page. The next being for our kinetic learners, uh, if you are willing to cater to your inner child, I suggest that you pull out some Play-Doh, or kinetic sand, or a fidget toy, maybe a Rubik's Cube, you know, Uh, keeping your hands busy while you re-listen to lectures, or while you watch a documentary for class, or while you revisit your presentation for a public speaking class, utilizing your hands, making sure that they are staying busy with the Play-Doh, kinetic sand, fidget toys, Rubik's Cube, can help with muscle memory. It can also help with just keeping your hands busy so you're able to better focus on the topic at hand. Now, number three being creating mind maps for yourself, allowing yourself to follow your train of thought wherever may it, wherever it may take you. So allowing yourself to place the information down. It could be a phrase, it could be... A paragraph, it could be a word, it could be anything, and kind of it's essentially free writing. So, if you need to learn that the my, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, then I would say, Write down mitochondria powerhouse, and then you could take that and trace the arrow to Beyonce, and then take that. And trace it down to Super Bowl. And then from Super Bowl, go to bowl. From bowl, go to petri dish. From petri dish, go to bacteria. From bacteria, go to cells. And from cells, you go back to powerhouse, which leads you back to mitochondria because mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Whew, you know? Uh, It's amazing what your mind can do uh, and how it can bring you back. But that might sound crazy to other people, but for someone who's neurodivergent, that might be a really helpful piece of study information it could help you always make it full circle you know now that seems like a stretch but if it works for you let me know because I don't know I think that that would just be really cool um but lastly this tip is for our first listener who has written into us chem uh of course this name is Anonymous an anonymous because she didn't want her information out, so we're just going to call her Kim. She writes, stating that she is a nursing na- major with a very rigorous schedule. She somehow can not make it out of the house on time to get to her early classes or to get to her late labs. And she would like to know tips and tricks on how to m- utilize time management better. So she says that she uses incentives to help her get out of the house, as well as setting timers and alarms. Now, I know that you said that you use timers. Uh, I know that you said you use alarms. I don't know if you're just using the wake-up alarm or just the I need to get out of the house alarm, but I would suggest you use this tip, which is a tip that I stole from my mother, which that means it's tried and true, and that's giving yourself 10-minute intervals. Because if you give yourself 10-minute intervals and you tell yourself at the 10-minute mark, I have to move on to the next task at hand so I can get out of the house on time, it becomes more of the, oh, my God, what do I have to do next to, like, okay, I hit that 10-minute mark, now I have to go to the next thing. And for me, I turn it into a game. Um, I'm very competitive, even with my own self. And so when the 10-minute mark happens, I'm going to the next thing, but I'm also trying to beat my time and trying to see if I can go to the next task before 10 minutes hit. So that is the tip that I suggest for you, Miss Kim, if you are trying to make an effort to get out of the house better, more efficiently, and to make sure that you get to your classes on time. I hope this helps you. And if it does, please let me know. Now, sadly, it is the ending of our episode, and I had such a great time with you discussing neurodivergency, discussing how to be a better ally, or just understanding neurodivergent people better. And, you know, by providing you the information, hopefully you see how neurodivergent people operate. And if you are a neurodivergent person or suspect that you might be now you know that you know there's nothing wrong with you, and if you have a neurodivergent loved one, now you understand that you know they are doing their best, and maybe you're able to assist them with knowing that they are doing their best, and their brain just processes differently. So, before I go, I do want to uh, I do want to tell you about some of our amazing October events coming up. The first event is definitely a fan favorite, that being Intramural Trivia. Intramural Sports is hosting trivia this year at Uptown Brewery. There will be two trivia nights a month, each one centered around a different trivia topic. If you want to compete or just have fun, come out and join us. A team consists of a minimum of one person or a maximum of 10. We hope to see you there. And last but certainly not least, an event to help us prepare for the most important day of the year. Can I get a drum roll, please? On October 27th, ECU will be hosting Tips and Treats in preparation of ECU's most celebrated holiday, Halloween. Stop by the main campus Student Center lawn on Thursday, October 27th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. to enjoy the Tips and Treats Halloween Safety Fair. Learn some helpful tips for staying safe this Halloween season and pick up some sweet treats along the way. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Beyond the Lines. Now, I had such a wonderful time speaking with you guys, having the opportunity to share a bit about myself and my neurodivergency, and hopefully it was helpful to you. And before I go, I just want to reiterate that I am in no way, shape, or form a mental health professional or have the capabilities or jurisdiction to deem an individual with mental health issues or a learning disability. If you have an inclination that you may need certain services, like mental health services or disability services, I will link all of their necessary information within the episode's description. That means their website and their phone number, and heck, if I can even find their Instagram, I'll add that in there too. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Beyond the Lines. If you would like to be on the next episode of Beyond the Lines or share your story, something that is meaningful to you, please reach out. I will leave my email in the description. And remember to like, subscribe, and give Beyond the Lines five stars on every podcasting platform possible. And with that, I bid you adieu. You know where to find me on the next episode of Beyond the Lines. I love you, and I cannot wait to talk to you. Until next time, this is Beyond the Lines.